We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up? Pat Mayo here. Before we start, I want to let you know that we recorded this before Cam Newton signed with the Patriots. And obviously we talked about Nikhil Harry and Julian Edelman in this episode. So you might see some special guests pop up in order to break that down because I couldn't get Chris and Jake back in the studio and on the line at the same time in this quick of a turnaround. So I had to talk to other people to do it. Pay attention on tomorrow's show when I drop my top 200 rankings. I had to switch the order of the shows, but that's the way it's going to go. Enjoy. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, part four, the final part of the wide receiver player profiles for the 2020 fantasy football season. You want to find out the rest of the players that we did, the previous parts and the running backs, hit the description this video or podcast. Also, smash the like button to the video and tell me in the comment section your favorite last round flyer at wide receiver this year because we're going rapid fire style through the wide receivers because you know we did the top 40 or so now we're just going to fly through some of the names that we like at the back end of the dress or don't like potentially also rate and review the pat mayo experience audio podcast preferably on apple Podcasts. if you have an iphone uh that would be great but if you want to do it on stitcher spotify or google that would be well received as well so please go do all that there's also time codes for all the players if you don't give a shit about someone just click to the next guy chris meany from fade the noise jake seeley from theathletic.com is on the line we know him as one of the premier rankers in the fantasy football business jake that's why we need to have you on the show you bring the rankings i bring the nicknames together we make like you know two good we make a solid team here <laughs> solid team yeah, obviously i think it'd be a little bit better you bring a lot of it <laughs> i don't know about that in year seven of us doing these shows we're starting to get a rapport i think let's jump right into this though because uh, we have a ton of receivers to go yeah. through uh we don't want to spend too much time it's a on... lot of decent names and yeah. it's deep <laughs> let's start with edelman jules edelman is number 36 on the board but within this offense with a guy like julian edelman as your primary focus or james white underneath as your primary focus 
Cam, if he can resemble that quarterback from 2018, is actually crafted pretty well for a play-action-based scheme. And again, in 2018, he was number one in play-action completion percentage. So, you know, I think he's pretty well-prepared. He's a smart guy. He's going to pick up the terminology very quickly. Uh, He is definitely going to be the starter week one, make no bones about it. But I'm not sure how much he's going to run, guys. Um, You know, I think he's like a 350 to 400 rushing yard contributor. Again, touchdowns are hard to predict. But uh, ultimately, I think you're going to see a more pocket-tied version of Cam is going to lean using his touch on some of those short intermediate field throws to the likes of White and to Edelman. And I am not buying any of this Nikhil Harry breakout seven-plus touchdowns nonsense. Not one iota. Well, Jeff, how do you expect this to run? Do you think it will resemble something like when Jacoby Brissett had taken over uh, at starting quarterback after Garoppolo went down that year where you're seeing a little bit of not only just play action, but the run option. Like you're going to have, if you only have Cam for a year and it's incentive based, like he's probably going to be running, you might as well take advantage of that. And in the receiving game, like I'm not as down on Nikhil Harry in this spot as Brad is. I think that Nikhil Harry could potentially outscore Julian Edelman with Cam as the quarterback. Well, it is interesting when you think of when Cam had the most success. He had the most success when the Carolina Panthers were fielding that basketball team, the Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches era. Yeah. You know, you had those guys on the field, big targets that he could throw to. It's nice to have, it's always nice to have a Julian Edelman on the squad. So you have him. And then James White has that sort of safety valve out of the backfield. But I do agree. I, I think this, they're smart enough, obviously, in New England to say, we have a guy who we can design runs around. We're going to do that. And I also agree, Brad. I mean, I haven't projected right now at 14 games. And I have 78 rushing attempts, 395 rushing yards, three scores. So I'm not saying he's going to, you know, he's going to be at a Lamar pace by any means, but even with that, he's, he's top five in rushing yards at the position, even, you know, minus the two games. So that's enough to give him a nice high floor and Harry. Yeah. Hey, it's hot take city right now. We're in July. So every fantasy analyst out there is bored, especially because of COVID this year. Everybody wants to, you know, one up everybody else. And yeah, let's, let's just drive up uh, Nikhil Harry into the third round or something. I'm not buying that, but I'd like to see him take a step forward. I mean, this is a kid with a first round pedigree. I'd like to see him, you know, uh, get out on the field and, and hopefully Cam can do something for him. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to overpay for Nikhil Harry by any means. Uh, I have Nikhil Harry at number 89 in the rankings. I'm not going to go crazy with it. If he follows me and it's Bravo. Hey, Thank you. Um, I, but I don't, I mean, that means I think he can be a decent fantasy contributor. I just want to see how this plays out a little bit. If he falls to me, I'll take him. I'm not going to reach for him. He's not one of my guys. So I don't need to go reaching for him in this circumstance. I, I forgot, you know, they picked up Marquise Lee in that sneaky move. Oh, yeah, that's from right. The Jaguars letting him go. It's another guy that's just free. I'm I think sure I would talk about on DraftKings. Like all these guys are going to be free in fantasy football. Drafts. Right. So maybe you make your decision. Your boys on this team too, Pat Demir bird. Birdman. Coco beware. The Birdman. Got Coco right behind and me. And Gunner. Gunner Alzozuwski. <laughs> He's grabbing Coco off the shelf. There he is right there. <laughs> we got doing? the Birdman. <laughs> the Birdman. Nice. I, I, I remember because I mean, was in Toronto, WrestleMania 6, just him coming on that little mini cart with the parrot on his shoulder. <laughs> Fuck, I love Coco beware. That's great. <laughs> Merv's number 38. Yes. Stafford's going to be back as high as 76, as low as 124. No one likes Marvin Jones. I feel bad I for the guy. I like him too. So here's a fun 
Fun Marv stat for you. Since 2017, there are four players averaging at least .6 of a touchdown reception per game. Devontae Adams, .68. DeAndre Hopkins, .67. Tyreek Hill, .6. Marvin Jones, .61. Number three in touchdowns per game over the past three seasons. Why not? He's going to have bad games. That's going to happen. But it's not as many as you think. No, it's not. He's a beast in the red zone. I think he has 23 touchdowns over the past three, four years. It leads the lines. Uh, I think I may have said this on the the first show we did. 7.1 targets per game last year for him. Galladay, 7.2. As with Jones missing half the year. Uh, He was on pace for over 1,000 yards. He was going to hit that nine touchdowns again that he seems to hit every other year. And then someone just took a big big syringe and Driscoll and put it in your veins. And there is that again with Marvin Jones. I seem to be the guy that always bring it up like there is some injury concern maybe that's why he you know people don't like him he's starting to trend up a little bit because people are talking about this they're talking about him being one of the the wide receivers that in the middle rounds that is just you know solid right a, a team that has two solid options in galladay and jones on the other side percent chance jake merv outscores galladay this year 20 percent oh zero it's not zero come on yeah okay point one like that's that's not happening. Galladay breaks, Mar- breaks his foot week one. Who, who, who he may have out he may have been ahead of him at the time he went down the injury no. last year. But he, it, no, so I was actually going to bring up the points per game. So Galladay was actually still top. Yeah, you'd be surprised how little I give a shit about points per game when I'm drafting people for 16 games. <laughs> and no, it's better. It's more indicative of where they finished. That was going to be my point. Kenny Galladay finished at five, but he was only seven or eight in points per game. But on the flip side, what I was going to bring up is Marvin Jones is wide receiver 27, actually wide receiver 18 in points per game, playing with David Blau and your boy Jeff Driscoll for part of the season. Like, I forgot about Mr. Blau. Yeah, me too. Mr. Blau. (laughs) So, like, that's the thing is like Marvin Jones, I have him as wide receiver 28 in my rankings. He's right behind AJ Green. And to be honest with you, I could see that's a better question for me. Like, I think there's a really good percentage chance that he finishes in front of AJ Green, who we just brought about in the last show, brought up in the last show that we don't know what AJ Green is. We know what Marvin Jones is. And we know as of today, Matthew Stafford's healthy. And when Matthew Stafford's on the field before he got hurt last year was QB five. He's going to pass this all. This offense is pretty much almost exactly what it was last year with a new running back in DeAndre Swift and a defense is it really that much better? Arguably, they yeah. lost pieces too, even with the draft. You could argue it's just as bad as it was last year. So for all the all the teams that people want to say, well, this team's going to have to play catch up, and this team's going to have to play catch up, and they're going to be the Carolina Panthers. Stafford's going to be out there slinging the ball like he always does every single week. And Marvin Jones is one of the best values. So draft Marvin Jones with the three of us or three of us, absolutely. Darius Slayton, wide receiver number thirty nine, Golden Tate. Wide receiver number 58 at pick 150, or Darius Slayton at pick number 99 at wide receiver number 39. I think anyone's. Shepard in there, too. Where's Shepard? 50, wide receiver 50. I get, like, Slayton's just becoming a really sexy guy to draft. He is. And he's, he's, he's going to go ahead of this number 39. He'll probably end up around, like, 31 because everyone's writing articles about him. Everyone's talking about him. Yeah. People are like, he's look, look at what he did last year. Think about what he could do this year. But as it stands right now, Shepard's healthy. Tate's healthy. Ingram's healthy. Saquon catching balls in the backfield. Like I, I get it. He showed Shepard. enormous upside. But I, I think I would rather, you know, not overspend on someone like Slayton. And like Tate didn't even have that bad of a year last year. Oh, I know. And neither did Shepard. Like, they're going to be good as well. Like, I like Daniel Jones. The first, like, four weeks of their schedule sucks. But after that, like, Jones could probably be, like, a top 10 quarterback with what no, he does. No, for this reason, 
for this reason, give me Sterling Shepard. Like Sterling Shepard has proven time and again that well, he's another one that kind of like stay on the field. Like he's had his own issues, but he's also proven that he can play outside more than people think. And he will be back inside quite a bit. Now will it be as much when Golden Tate's out there? Obviously not, but are the Giants going to be running three wide if Evan Ingram's healthy? Probably going to see some two. And if it's two, I think Golden Tate's the one that comes off the field. And if not, it's Slayton that comes off the field. That's the question I have for this is that Slayton's being overdrafted because if there's one constant, I think while healthy, it's Shepard. It's not Tate and Slayton are going to be the ones coming off the field, not Shepard. And so similar to what we talked about back with Robert Woods and the Rams and the concerns of Cooper Cup, Robert Woods is staying on the field all the time. Give me the guy that's staying on the field all the time. And if he's going to come at a discount to Darius Slayton, all the better. I do like Jones a lot. It's, is this one of those scenarios, Jake? You always talk about the cake and the icing. Like, just draft Jones. I mean, there's a lot of weapons. I, it's going like, to be. I, like the I, I don't even think you need pack. to draft because it is. I mean, on paper, it's a rough beginning first four weeks. Yeah, yeah. But then it is. Like, he should be really good. Yeah. I mean, well, and you know, we say rough first four weeks, but we've seen schedules and teams change sure. within season. Let alone, I mean, those first four weeks might not even be as bad as they that we think they are by the time the season starts. Let alone week two. So. I want to say avoid it all completely, but you know, Daniel Jones is somebody to bring this up. I know we're talking wide receivers, but he's starting to get some helium too, because of his rushing ability. And the fact that he did finish close to the top 10 on a points per game basis, because he didn't start the entire season. So, you know, you might to point to Pat's point, you stay away from Daniel Jones if his value gets too high. But again, I'm going to come back to is just the real takeaway here is yeah, avoid it, Chris, but I'm not avoiding this one similar to the Cowboys because Shepard is the discount right now. And I think Shepard is the best pick of the three right now. Yeah. I think if I was going to do rankings, it would be Shepard yeah. then Slayton then Tate. And I think they'd be a lot closer together. Like not Bunched one would be of. like, I don't think I would have any of them as high as 39. Where Slayton Here, I'll going. give you this. I put it in my sleepers column on the site on the athletic is that I was talking about targeting the slot and inside and Daniel Jones targeted. So a good example is I, I used Keenan Allen as an example is Shepard ran 41.8% of the time. Keenan Allen worked 46.4. Rivers and Daniel Jones targeted inside in the slot almost the exact same amount, 46% of the time. So that's the point about Shepard is that he works in there enough that when he's not coming off the field and he's playing outside, it doesn't really matter. Jones is looking that way in general. And correct me if I'm wrong, Slayton had those big couple blow-up games when Shepard was sidelined with a concussion, when and no Ingram. wasn't on the team, and there was no Ingram. And Saquon Barkley was banged up. <laughs> yeah. So let's say that the stuff that Jake is pointing to, like the slot percentage and stuff like that, that's the stuff when you use promo code Mayo at FadeTheNoise.com. <laughs> Very easy to look up. That's going to be one of the coolest features of the site. Nice play. Uh, next, guys, Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald and Andy Isabella and Keyshawn Johnson. These guys are all, I would say Kirk's probably the number two behind DeAndre Hopkins, but... One of these guys could present a real value. Kirk is going at pick number 101. Fitzgerald, pick number 200. And then the other guys just aren't even really going at this point. But if we think that we were kind of... I I don't remember where we all went to. We can go to part one of the series. Uh, So long ago at this point. I don't love Hopkins for where he's going. I think that he's their best receiver by far. But with the way that this offense operates, it's, it's the Drew Brees socialist offense before michael thomas showed up it's like hey are you open i'll throw to you um so there's a lot to go around they do run a high percentage of plays i don't know if any one of these guys is going to be consistent but kirk is the best of them at this point like Fitzgerald is one of the best receivers ever but i think yeah. his time may have passed he's he's there because they brought it you know they told him listen one more year stay with kyler we'll get you uh, another talented wide receiver to play with you and in, in hopkins but 
I think I think I'm in on Kirk for where he's going outside the forty. The upside we see, we we saw a little bit of it. I think he had a blow up game against Tampa. Where the, what Jake was like two or three touchdowns over hundred yards, and you just see that upside. He's not going to have to face the top coverage. He had that last year. He was facing a lot of you know top corners, and he was banged up at the same time. Like the, he's the been pro- banged up since he's entered. The yeah. problem is yeah, that's the problem. It, it, well, I mean, the bigger issue too is that as a part of this offense, and maybe it changes from year one to year two, is that. You could look at Kirk and you could look at Fitzgerald and be like, oh, they're good plays this week. And then Demir Bird has six yeah. catches or Keyshawn Johnson <laughs> has six catches or Andy Isabella's guy. Or they just throw eight. it to Drake out of the backfield or Chase yep. Edmonds or is crappy healthy. Butler. Let's you just forgot him, to him too. Yeah, like there's just so many guys that I don't know if anyone realistically on the Cardinals is going to return value over the course of the season. You might want to try to like guess right because these guys are all going to be bench guys. Maybe you want to guess right in a good matchup. They could present you with a zero in your lineup very much at the same time. No, I would take a gamble on Kirk for the fact of where he's going, and he does have true number two, real ability, can play inside. And he's actually very similar to Sterling Shepard. Can play inside or outside. He's better inside, but can play both and could stay on the field. And you know, you brought up Larry Fitzgerald. And that's where I'm conflicted, Chris, because part of me says, you know, they bring him back for another year. Do they pull him out of off the field out of respect? And I'm not saying like, you know, Cliff Kingsbury would go that route. I just, it's something I would think about like, Hey, you know, if it's only two wide receivers, is it Fitzgerald and Hopkins or is it Kirk and Hopkins? Because if I knew it was Kirk and Hopkins, I'd be all over Kirk, but I just don't know that if they just don't put Fitzgerald out there because of his experience, because of bringing him back, because he's the vet and you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. And I still think he, I mean, not from a fantasy standpoint, but I still think Fitz has a lot to offer just being on the field. Yeah. No, I agree. And from yeah. a real life perspective, I yeah. agree from a fantasy perspective. No, he's, yeah. He went 75 and 800 last year. So it's not like he's totally dead. Yeah. No, they do. As they the also just brought in Hopkins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's going to confuse things a little bit. No, I meant to the point of like him st- still being on the field potentially yeah. over Kirk. Yeah. Jerry Judy, Doug Judy, should I say? <laughs> Judge Judy. I, I like I like Doug Judy better. Judge Judy's had her days. All on the <laughs> Doug Judy now. Maybe Jerry Judy's the next wave in the in the Judy family line. But wait, number- wait, no, you should do. Who was the sister of Doug Judy on that one episode? That's who you should go with. They make it really. So you obscure. see, this is why you leave the nicknames to me, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you try way too hard at this stuff. Forty-two overall listed here in this photo as an intern at Goldman Sachs. <laughs> First day on the job, wear wear, wear a nice suit. Um, Pick one or one oh three overall. Who's to say he's not better than Cortland Sutton? Right away, everybody. I really like Sutton, but um, I mean, Judy's obviously very talented. You see him running the pylons. Like, who wants to go after Judy? You see him right there. He's, this guy's a freak, man, in the slot. Give um, some stock tips too. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I think, I think I'm out from a redraft standpoint. Um, Judy or Hartman is the next guy on the list. There. Yeah. Judy, take the upside. I take Judy, hundred percent. Hardman, Hardman is like the quintessential. And this is another guy who's like Deontay Johnson. Is every week I look and I see just driving up draft boards. I get it though. Well, which like, is I, so I, crazy but, because but it's what, like, if, what if Hill breaks his foot week one? Then you have Hardman. You're no, like, oh, but, but we, I mean, we, we already play saw like, that, <laughs> and he was good. Because you're getting him at pick number, you're getting him at pick number one ten. Yeah, we could play that game with so many people. No, but you, that's, you, that's no, no, no. I completely disagree. The Chiefs' offense is different. Like, if you no, can no, get no. someone who gets the ball a lot in that offense, all of a sudden it's like, they're great. Right. But I'm saying, like, like go back to the Giants and the Cowboys and those teams. Like, what if one of them breaks their foot and then we have a clear picture? There's only two options. To go. Like, that's what I was saying. I'm not saying you're wrong and the opportunity wouldn't be amazing. I'm just saying that you could say that about a lot of situations where if blank gets hurt, 
it helps but so many other people. The best situation. I don't think the heir to the potato tip potato chip fortune, Byron Pringle, is gonna do too much. <laughs> no, but <laughs> look, here, I'll go I'll go back to the Cowboys. I'll go back to the Cowboys Like let's let's use them an example. You tell me Amari Cooper breaks his foot is out for the entire season. I'm taking C D Lamb over me, Cole Hardman with Tyreek Hill breaking his foot because I'm taking that situation and that talent of a wide receiver. McCole Hardman is fine. He's a poor man's Tyreek Hill. Like everybody needs to chill out on him being Tyreek Hill. Like he caught a lot of touchdowns and very few receptions. But the other one that people are just ignoring, and I don't know how many times like Silva and so many other people have to tweet it out. 13, what is it, 13 catches or 13 targets, something ridiculously low like that on the games where Watkins and Hill were out there because it's still Kelsey. It's still the backfield. He's still at best the third wide receiver, fourth option, maybe even fifth. They brought Demarcus Robinson back for one more year. It's just there's a lot that needs to happen for him to be consistently useful where I would just take the second wide receiver on the Cowboys versus the third option on the Chiefs, despite that it's all coming down because he scored a touchdown like every other reception. Well, and well, we don't know if Lamb's going to be the number two or number three for one thing, but well, I was saying if Car- if Cooper was out, but, is but, what I was here, saying. But, but here's the thing, though, if you draft CD Lamb this year, because you have to think about it from a psychological standpoint as well. If you have CD Lamb on your team, you're probably going to play him. You know that if Hill isn't hurt, you're not going to play Harden. Right. You only play him if right. he's in his good spot. With Lamb, no, I don't he has the ability to hurt your team if you draft him. No, 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 no. You're moving the goalposts a little bit. My entire I'm not. point I'm talking about, about drafting one or the other. <laughs> I'm talking. No, I'm still sticking to your point. Like, I just got on this tangent because you said if Tyreek Hill breaks his foot. My entire point was that you could play that with a lot of players, and that's why I brought up C.D. Lamb. Of like that situation would be the same for me, and I would prefer that situation over both these guys breaking their foot. Is all I'm saying. Okay, Hardman, where he's going, I'm probably not going to draft him. Right, but you know, I, I can see, I can see why I, people I, are drafting. I do understand it too. Yeah, I mean, not only do you have, I'd rather have Judy. Tyreek Hill. I'd rather have Judy over Lamb. I'd rather have Judy yeah. over Hardman. Like, just give me Judy. Yeah, I mean, you also have Sammy Watkins, who hasn't been able to stay healthy over the past couple of years too. So yeah, I mean, Judy. Yeah, for where he's going, I mean, he's fine. There's also a lot of bodies there, too, in Denver, a team that's probably going to play at a little bit of a slower pace, use both backs, both backs who can catch 50 balls out of the backfield. And I think Sutton is a true number one, and he proved it last year with Drew Locke. I mean, he really didn't miss a beat, and he's dealt with poor quarterback play over the past couple of years, too. So, yeah, I'm fine with Judy in the slot, but what are we really projecting from him, though, Jake? Like, how do you see the ball moving around in Denver? Like, this is a guy who maybe gets five to six, five to seven targets. That would be... Unless he's awesome. And, and there's a really I mean, good chance because awesome. he does look awesome. Yeah, you watch the team. He is awesome. He's awesome. 61 receptions. And, and presumably he's going to draw, at least in his rookie season, until he shows. I mean, it would work kind of twofold. That one, he's probably going to initially draw second-tier coverage because Sutton will be the primary guy. Agreed. But if Judy just starts blowing up, then he's going to get the number one coverage on him. That'd be a good thing because he's fucking You saw that at, at Bama with, between him and Ruggs, yeah. So, I, I mean, I just like the upside of Judy here. Like, I wouldn't bank on him being great in fantasy this year. But I think of like kind of all these guys independently. He has the easiest path to be the best of these guys. Yeah, at least in my that. mind. Although a guy who probably has higher upside, although it's not flashy. Number forty-four yeah. is Jamison Crowder. That's what I was going to say. Besides Crowder, Crowder, say it right, Frenchie. <laughs> Jamison. So you have Jamison Crowder. Um, who was the guy who's most definitely going to be terrible that they draw? Oh, Mimsy. Yeah. Denzel Mims. Mims is going at pick number sixty-eight. Uh, but you also have to deal with Sam Darnold, who's terrible. Uh, that's not good. Although Jamison Crowder only stands like two yards away from the line of scrimmage. So easy pass. Exactly. It's, what are you, like 16 grabs in one game last year? I don't know if it's that much, Jake. I will say one thing. You know, let's go back to the team that Jamison Crowder used to play for. For all the love that Terry McLaurin's getting, why why aren't we throwing at Jamison Crowder for the exact same reason? Yeah. 
I agree. I think he's he's a guy that I think could catch eighty balls. Yeah. This is like a a guy that if you have him on your squad and he's playing every hey, single Chris, week, he's healthy. Would you say he could catch seventy six point two balls? Is that what you got him projected for? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I, as somebody who you don't have to draft as a wide receiver three, but, but somebody will that you'll put in your lineup as a wide receiver three. Yeah, and maybe setting. the return of the Silver Spooner, Chris Hunden the fourth. Maybe that takes. <laughs> I'm away not giving from, up on him. Maybe that takes away from his red zone presence. Where, he's free now too. Well, he was a top ten tight end pick last year, and now he's free. And like Crowder gets a surprising amount of work in the red zone. He does, and he always has. Yeah, it just always. he's he's good at separating himself, yeah. and that's just you think that he's small. That's yeah. not going to happen, but he does. They did bring in Brashad. Perriman. So the way that they're being drafted right now on the Jets, Crowder 44 overall at receiver, Perriman number 53, and Mimsy is coming in at number 68. What do you think Perriman does here? Four good games Mm. down the stretch, basically without Godwin and Evans, and Jameis chucking it up every play. Like, (laughs) what do you mean? Like, is he good? Or is like that the does he have Drew Bennett syndrome? We've waited long enough. He's finally here. Hey, if you look at his profile oh. picture when he's not wearing his helmet, the man looks like he's 83 years old. He's going to hide He's <laughs> ne- number one in the bad hairline draft. <laughs> there was one that – who's the – there's – oh, who the hell is that wide receiver? There was a wide receiver that looks super ass old after, like, his only second season. I forget who it was. It was like Probably when, Perriman. Man, was it like when Greg Oden was drafted when he was 94 years old? <laughs> oh, old man <laughs> LeBron like, James. Like, James. Sean has no hair. Yeah, but hair, Perriman's had, like, the bad hairline – yeah, since like I don't know, he was twenty. Since you and I started, it might have been. I, I, I think it was because it was yeah. when Perriman was on the Ravens. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking of. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the picture. Yeah, it was Perriman the entire time. But in any case, I've I've been getting a ton of Perriman so far because you go down that stretch where he's playing with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin only missed the last game. Like for people are like, oh, Chris, God- no, Chris Godwin missed the last game. That was it. And Brashard Perriman still had those four monster games, three of them with Mike Evans and. Uh, Chris Godwin on the field. So granted that's with Jameis Winston throwing the ball 8 billion times, but like, what are we asking for here? You just brought up, both of you guys said it like for where he's going, the cost of what he is, where he finished last year. If those, if you just take those games alone, he was a top five wide receiver. Yeah. Is this somebody on this team that could be the number one? Absolutely. Are you having to pay anything close for that risk or upside? I should say no. Jake Seeley says, Brashad Perriman, top five wide receiver this year. You heard it on the Pat Mayo Experience <laughs> Sucker. first. Uh, I think I'd rather, like, there are two, like, 53, 54, and 55. Perriman's 53. Preston Williams is 54. Deshaun Jackson's 55. Give me Preston Williams. I, really I think like I'd Preston want Williams, Williams then D-Jax, and then Brashad Perriman. I think Preston, I Preston Williams, Williams at 36. Yeah, same. He's the top 40 wide receiver for me. People, so... I like I'm not really like accusatory here. There's a reason like you, you know, casual fans miss this, but people don't understand like Preston Williams talent wise. If it wasn't for the off the field issues and not playing his entire last year of college, like I, I talk about me and I'm not saying I'm the best person out there. I had a round three as in the third round in the NFL draft grade on him. Preston Williams, if he would have played, would have been at least round three, maybe even snuck into round two on a pure talent basis. His off the field issues is what kicked him to the curb. Emmanuel Sanders is number 45, now in New Orleans, probably 45 Mm. years old at that. Uh, He's going at pick number 117. You enter out on Sanders. we got to start rapid-firing through some of these guys. I'm out. 
Uh, um, for that for that cost, I'm in because he'll be my wide receiver four. Yeah, I don't mind him as my wide receiver four too. He proved to me that he still has a little bit left. I, I, you know, last year coming off that injury, that Achilles injury, I didn't think that he really had anything left. He proved to me that he does in in that offense. I'm in. Okay, uh, 46. Henry Ruggs is being drafted. That's 122 overall. Guys not currently inside the top 60: uh, Tyrell, the Gazelle Williams, or Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Give me all the Henry Ruggs. People think that he's a one trick. People give think me he's Renfro. I like Renfro. Give me nineties teen heartthrob. No, 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 no. People heart say third people, and Renfro. Th- people the threw out the speak of the Saints. They threw out the Ted Ted Ginn comp for Ruggs. That is the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. People are going to realize that Henry Ruggs is more than a deep ball threat. He's going to he's the number one on this team from day one. Yeah. So I don't think. I don't think that he's out of the big three that were drafted in Judy Lamb. I don't think that he is the best of the three, and we're splitting hairs. But we haven't talked about a Vegas wideout yet, right? No, these are the three. This is the guy. Well, who is the other guy that they drafted? Like the well, ha- well they have Tyrell. They got Brian Edwards. No, they right? they, they the, like the running back like oh, combo well, Lynn, guy. They Lynn Bolton. Yeah, Lynn Bolton. Um, they, they, they've and <laughs> we're not talking backs, but they've drafted some guys who you know, in my opinion, they want speed. They, yeah, they, they want need, speed. A need for speed. They're going to run a lot of three ten end sets. I could see Jacobs getting at least two hundred and eighty carries. I don't think he's going to be a guy that catches three 30, catches. 40 balls. But they did draft some guys who have a lot of speed and you know, give them the ball on the line of scrimmage or some quick slants, mount routes, anything like that. But. He's my favorite rookie wide receiver in a redraft standpoint just because I don't see him as a guy who's going to catch over 60 balls. He may only get 50 or something, but he is going to be the number one on that team, and they're going to have to throw. Like, they could run all they want. Who, who do you, says that? Who but. do you think leads the Raiders in receptions? Uh, I Probably Waller. Waller. And then, but out of the and then w- probably Renfro if he stays oh, healthy. No, I don't think. Yeah. I think Ruggs. I think Ruggs will lead. Renfro, Renfro had the best case scenario last year because they it was kind of the Eagles. There was nobody left. He he is a reliable. He's got decent hands as a wide open. I can't see him catching like fifty plus. Balls. He runs Derek Carr's favorite kind of route. They're close their, to him. They're at their practicing last week. Nah, Derek to. Carr's Derek Carr's middle of the pack, which means he's better than everybody thinks. As a yeah, Derek Carr, Derek Carr's going to be like on the bench watching Marcus Mariota play in like three weeks. I think Carr's an under. Carr made Cooper and Crabtree both top ten wide receivers in the oh, same. I'm season. sorry, Jake. I'm not drafting for 2014, <laughs> but he is always <laughs> among saying. the top quarterbacks in terms of completion percentage. But it doesn't really throw the football downfield. But I, I, I like Rugs from a standpoint. It's just he doesn't have to deal with the same competition that Rager has to deal with or that Lamb has to deal with. It's, well, we'll get to some of the like the, yeah. I guess the Lam- Lamb and Judy is sort of the. Team that he would be in in terms of overall talent i think some of the other rookie wide receivers by and large might just be better values because they're going later than this yeah. mike williams with tyrod or and or ebert uh, eventually probably not at some point i feel like this is low mike williams is really good hmm. that's not what you're talking about the volume of throws look i i am one of the staunchest like detractors when it comes to Justin Herbert. Like, yeah, you know, I call him Gabbard at draft time. Like, I don't like him. But if we just, if we knew Herbert was starting even half the season, you could move Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry up. But Tyrod, like, he's efficient. He's great. He's fine for fantasy purposes. He's be rock solid, scoring 15 points every single week. But Tyrod's just not going to throw the ball 550, 600 times. And that's the problem with Mike Williams. So it's also the touchdowns. Tyrod's not going to throw for 25, 30 touchdowns. So that's Mike Williams' heyday. That's right there. So between Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, which Keenan Allen should see a lot of the Tyrod Taylor targets and Hunter Henry, and then the backfield with Austin Eckler, like it's just it's the volume. That's really what it comes down to, Pat. It's just pure volume. When you think of Tyrod, do you, do you see the plays when he 
chuck downfield every Sammy. now and then to Sammy. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm thinking I with kinda, Mike Williams. I kind of see it. Just like just chuck it up to Mike Williams. Like he's the guy. No, yeah. see, that's he's more, the guy that that's you go more chuck Keenan Allen. I don't know, man. Like you want you want like a jump ball scenario, fifty yards downfield. I want Mike Williams up there. Yeah, wasn't he? Just didn't he bo- lead the league? Bodies in people yards per catch last year. I mean, yeah, was it's it? a touchdowns. I, it's, I think I it's it was been AJ Brown. It may have been. It was. Cl- I, I I think. Let's th- check it you out. You guys are acting like Keenan Allen's a miniature football player. <laughs> I'm not. Like, I'm oh, not. No, but no. they're, they're used in different ways. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they certainly are. I'm just like, and but how many of those he's going to connect on? Like, it, it wasn't like Sam. I argued that same point that he was good with Sammy Watkins, but it wasn't like Sammy Watkins was a wide receiver one. No, but you, I, this is number wide receiver number forty-seven on the board, Jake. Okay, well, I have my I have Mike Williams at wide receiver wide receiver forty-nine. So there you go. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have Williams than Rugs. <laughs> Kidding me? No way. I'll bet you. <laughs> no okay. way. He says, I think I'd rather have rugs too, but put a loogie um, on it. I probably yeah, would just charge it. Hey, it's called a loogie. Let's put real money on this one. I feel about this one. Williams versus okay. rugs. Williams versus rugs. 20, let's do 100 bucks. $20 DraftKings. No, let's, let's do 100 bucks. <laughs> You're rolling deeper than I am. We'll say 50. All right, let's go 50. Williams versus rugs. Mike, prison Mike Williams. Let's go, my guy. I like Mike Williams. Think Anthony Miller can outscore either of them? No chance. Anthony Miller. But I yeah. like Miller. I think Anthony Miller. I have Anthony Miller at thirty-eight. I think I could see Anthony Ooh. Miller could outscore. I would score Allen Robinson like fifteen percent of the time. So I, I have Al, I have Anthony Miller higher than both of them yet. To your question, yes, Chris. No Taylor Gabriel, right? He's it's gone. it's just and yeah, down the end of the season. Hey, at the end of the year, the good Anthony the Miller, good Henry Ruggs ten gives. Anthony Miller was a borderline <laughs> wide receiver one at the end of the season, funneled targets to two options and that's what you like in this offense yeah they don't have a lot of passing options no i like anthony miller a lot i think this is too low for him yeah like i like we still haven't brought up one of the number two we're talking I'm going about in a fucking twos. order jake like we'll get to whoever it is all right <laughs> i know we will i'm just saying like because chris brought up anthony miller why don't you yell at him like <laughs> the, the point being is like we're talking about a lot of number twos who have an appealing situation and they're still like there's case. another one we're going to get to all right you want to talk about justin jefferson that's one of them, but that wasn't the one. So Jefferson versus Regor. Now I'd still take Regor because Regor could be the number one. If if Alshon Jeffrey is toast, Jalen Regor could lead the team in targets or receptions. These reports that came out recently, I don't know. I think it was Adam Kaplan. Like no no disrespect to Kaplan. I know he follows the Eagles pretty closely. So do you? So do I. <laughs> and he said that Regor was going to lead. All wideouts and snaps, fine. Okay, there has to be some injuries. But not only that, that he would lead everybody in targets and catches. Is Jalen Rager going to catch 90 balls? Because Zach Ertz is going to catch he's gonna lead, balls. When he said lead everyone in targets everyone. and catches, like in the league? No, on the team, oh, sorry. Okay. On the team. <laughs> Including the tight end? Including the tight end, Zach Ertz. Well, and if yeah. anything happens to Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard is going to catch 80 plus Was he balls. woken up from his cat nap yet? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Because that's such wow. a cowardly move. As someone who's been sucker punched multiple times, <laughs> so cowardly. I've been sucker punched too in Halifax. <laughs> it, mine were all in Halifax yeah, too. Yeah, outside of a pub. The, the crown of sucker punches. Hell, are you guys doing in Halifax? <laughs> People like to fight in Halifax. Yeah, I don't know, man. They get a few drinks into them. You know, the Canadian beer bars are open until four. Yeah, university in the morning town. There. Yeah, yeah. No, no. If we're in Canada. There's not a real fear of like someone shooting you. Yeah, none of that. Sucker punches. You just sucker punch. Yeah. Uh, but you know, back to Ragger. Just a lot of things just need to happen for him, right? I mean, yeah, it's easy to sit here and say that. Alshon Jeffrey is done. He's not going to play 16 games. Heck, he might start on the pup. I mean, that's possible. And if he starts in the pup, that's I mean, why Rager's going to go even higher. But like D. Jax is back. But Jackson, I mean, again, well, he played <laughs> two games last year. There's, there's, there's all of that in there. 
they drafted like 17 wide receivers, I feel like, too, in, in Philly. So yeah, but they're all Deshaun Jackson right? clones. What about my main man, Greg Ward? Yeah, Greg Ward. I mean, he deserves at least he was competition to, to be a part of this offense. But, yeah, he would need something to, to happen for him, too. Like, I like Gregor. I like the landing spot. Um, you know, it could be another deep threat, uh, just some speed for, for Carson Wentz. But I still feel like a lot needs to happen for him, too. Like, these reports that he's going to catch 90 balls, is it's absurd. No. Who, who are the other options on the Vikings after Jefferson? Olabisi Johnson. Oh, yeah. Olabisi. Olabisi. I, like oh, I played him on DK at one point last <laughs> and year. And that's a really about it, it's unless like, you want to consider that. Like I mean, they could be very much like the yeah. Eagles. Even though, even though Stefanski's gone, they could very much be like with the Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph and a lot of two Is Jefferson going to be outside, though, Jake, like handling that? Like, How do you feel about him with top corners? Like, played a lot I'm of gonna, slot last year. I would prefer him in the slot, but I'm going to compare it to Kirk and Shepard. It's not the end of the world. He oh. can succeed outside. It would be better if he was inside, obviously. It would also be better just for the fact that Kirk Cousins is better targeting the slot than he is outside. Uh, pick number 48 ADP right now at receivers. John Brown, my guy from last year. Um, and we'll mm. talk about Cole Beasley, too, who doesn't appear to be going inside the top 73. Give me Beasley over yeah. Brown this year with Diggs there. Great year last year. Beasley's – like, he's – Mm. He'll put up, I don't know, I think 70, 75% of what Crowder puts up. Yeah, but Diggs' game is getting quick, short, open, fast. Like, just that's that's Diggs' game, and that's why I think I think Beasley gets destroyed by Diggs' value coming in. I don't know. I think, I think we'll be surprised. I think I think, I, I think will I, still lean on Beasley. I, yeah, I think that Beasley will outscore John Brown this year. And I'll take that bet, too. You want to go two hundred bucks on that one? <laughs> <laughs> Double or nothing <laughs> on a, the previous or pre prior bet. I'm trying not to get like recency bias with Brown because I had a lot of shares of him last year too, and it, and it worked out. He you he know, was good. Yeah, he he was, but he was healthy the number one. and he was the number one. I still feel like he could have some games, but some decent games, but there'll be in some inconsistencies there. For, I think from every Bills wide out. No, because I think Diggs is going to be consistent and going to be good. I think this is a good real-life situation for the Bills and John. Yeah, like, I think you can deploy him in really smart ways, and then he's going to have those three or four games where he absolutely blows up, but I don't want that on my fantasy team. Right. Yeah. It's no, but at the end of the year, I think I like John that. Brown will be the – yeah, he'll be the higher scorer, but he won't be the more consistent option. Just yeah. go get your boy Josh Allen. That's all you need to do. Um, so the rest of the guys, let's, let's place a game of in or out on these next like 12 or so guys. Sammy Watkins in or out, 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 golden Tate in or out. I'm in. I like the price. I think I just go for the sh- price. I'd go with Shepard. The, the price is close with Shepard. Yeah. Oh, I would take Shepard a thousand times out of a thousand, but this is pretty deep that where it could be Tate. Yeah. This is wide receiver number 58. Uh, for reference, let's see here. Sterling Shepard was going at wide receiver number 50. Right. So That's Shepard every time. Yeah, uh, it's, all, it's pretty close. All of the players starting with Sammy Watkins are going at pick 150 or after, okay. like, or two not drafted whatsoever. Robbie Anderson, in or out? Out. Out. Yeah, no chance. Antonio Gibson, in or out? Out. Uh, out. Yeah. That's, yeah. A little bit later, out. I would, but yeah, okay. 60 out. I already mentioned this. Hunter Renfro, in. I'm out. Here, yeah, that's, here's fine. I'll, I'm in here. Brandon Ayuk, out. Yeah, I'm at this price, too. I'm in. And he will oh, go- not this price, 100 percent in. Yeah, but he will. He will. Yeah, definitely I just go. said out because he's going to jump up another 15 yeah. wide receiver spots. Exactly. Curtis Samuel, <laughs> in or out? Out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm more in on him than I am on Robbie Anderson. Yes, on Carolina. Agree. Now, so, uh, Nikhil Harry, in or out? I'm at this price. Yeah, I'm at in. this price, I'm in. Alan Lazard. I'm in. Thank you. I'm in. 
Oh, this was the guy. Yeah. A hundred percent in on this one. Like there's Alan Lazard should be close to, if not side top 50, like it, what, what do you want? The number two Packers wide receiver as of today, like we'll look at this competition. He's the number two wide receiver. Vado Scantling is nothing. Equinemus Sam Brown's nothing. Like just Geronimo's go down the list. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Geronimo's got like, Where's there's he? nothing I here. I think he's with Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. yeah. He's the new Amendola backup. A little red zone option. I don't know. But yeah, Jake's right. There's absolutely, they did nothing. They did nothing at the draft to, to help out Rodgers. Uh, yeah, Lazard and Sternberger. They gave him a floor at backup quarterback. And that's why everyone's getting excited about the tight end because they just didn't give a, another option. Yeah, I will, MBS had every opportunity last year to be successful. There is one more, Chris. And I will say at this same cost, granted he's got awful to watch, but you know, throw a chance on Funches too if he's the number two. Mm. He's even deeper. Yeah, he's not even going to be on the list. I actually don't mind that call. Uh, you Everybody know, I've, forgot. I've heard a lot Funches of punches lately, but he has to be outside the top 70 for me to take a shot on punches. Like, this another guy who... Yeah, well, we're almost there with Lazard yeah. being 65. All right, so in on Lazard. Yeah. 66. Tony <laughs> Brown, or Antonio Brown, as some people... Like, do you take a fly... For years, we did this with Josh Gordon. Yeah. We'll even throw Josh Gordon into this mix because he's reinstated. I have no idea how long he's suspended for. But do you take these guys in a draft? I don't. If they're no. not, if they're unsigned, I just don't want to deal with them. And and when Brown gets reinstated, is he going to be suspended? Is he going to have to miss time? Hundred percent. Like, am I going to have this guy He's, on my roster for six? You to have eight to weeks? put him on your bench for six to eight weeks. No, like, no, I'm not doing it. And when he comes back, how many games is he going to play? One before he loses his mind? Like, <laughs> yeah. no chance. I'm not doing it. Elshon Jeffrey, sixty-seven. No. Yeah, <laughs> at sixty-seven, I will. I just he looks washed. He looked I know. really slow last year. Really he did a hundred percent, but is was he hurt the entire year? Is I, like I, I don't even know if it's a product of him being hurt. I think he suffers from Kelvin Benjamin syndrome. Like he's these big <laughs> receivers just deteriorate so quickly. Yeah, I would agree. There's that's just, certainly so fair. But you're telling me if you saw him in August running full speed that you wouldn't be back in on him? No, it's because he's going to see his full speed, draft. see how slow he is, and he's just going to double down <laughs> that he's out. No, if he's that slow. Yeah, I'll have to see that before he's, I believe it. I'm going to work. Probably going to start on the pot. True. Denzel Mims out. Yeah, I'm out too. Yeah. Paris Campbell. I'm in on Campbell. At I'm in on Campbell. I, I think he'd be the yeah. slot guy there. I think um, we just dis- we discussed Pittman uh, in last show in part three. But would you rather have Campbell or Pittman? Pittman. I'd rather Campbell. You'd rather Campbell? for the price. Yeah. I mean, Pittman's a wide receiver, fifty six. It's not like you're paying exorbitant yeah, price st- for him. Yeah, but it's still like you know you're. St- Campbell's a guy that you're picking like in your with your last pick. Picking you know? up off free agency. No, yeah. Look, Pat knows I like Paris Campbell, but the problem is T.Y. Hilton runs out of the slot sometimes. Pittman, as long as he succeeds to what they expect him to be, he's going to be on the field more than Campbell will be. Larry Fitz, in or out, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Out. Randall Cobb, I believe we all, all said we're in. Yeah, for sure. Billion percent. Uh, more on him in the last show. T. Higgins, we also did in the last show. Out on him. I'm out, too. My uh, guy, I Dini? know my Dini guy Westbrook? too. Let me down last year. Yeah, well, we didn't get to see a lot of him in Foles, uh, only in the preseason. Remember in the preseason? Well, now oh. we'll never see them. Yeah, we'll never again. see them together again. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm just out. Oh, this is a team that's going to have to pass the football, but I just I don't think there's a clear number two, and I wouldn't be shocked if it was Chenault. But I wouldn't be and shocked. M- if it was didn't it like could the, be. It could be. Minshew didn't do, we, do much with Westbrook. Yeah, what are we looking at here? I don't know if Le- Leonard Fournette's going to get another 70 catches or whatever he had. I'm no. bringing Chris no. Thompson to probably, you know, he's he's been with Gruden before. I mean, if he's healthy, he catches some balls. But there, Yeah, there you know who else has been with Gruden? Who? Tyler Eifert. 
Oh, yeah. Wow, I forgot about Eifert. Gruden bringing back all, all like the previous Gruden favorites. I think Eifert played all 16 games last year. Congratulations. <laughs> and I don't think he did anything in any of them. No, he didn't. So we've gone through the top 73 on the ADP list in terms of receivers. Is there, uh, is there any receiver outside of this that we haven't mentioned over the course of this? Yes. Uh, these four shows that you want to hit on? Who are they? Corey Davis. Somebody, okay. like, there's, he's free now. This is somebody that was their pure talent. One of the best. Everybody was all over him for the past two or three years, and now he's undraftable. Like I understand, Tannehill is not going to throw for uh, you know thirty times, thirty-five times a game. But let's like he's costing you nothing now to be in on Corey Davis, Devontae Parker career. Like, tell me you want to take a chance on like maybe he turns into Devontae Parker. Do we worry about Tannehill in that offense? You know, losing their left tackle. Yeah, should shouldn't you? I think it's. I don't think bit. it's like concerned. Like, yeah, I don't think it's I'm the concerned about it. They have two options. They either run the ball or play action with AJ Brown. Really, I mean, I, I guess Johnny John Smith, Oof. I guess is is solid. Corey Davis is certainly talented. I've I've tried to. I mean, last year I think I looked at him every single week as a guy like, oh, this is the week. Let's get him more involved. And they just don't even seem to get him involved. He is talented. I think we just need to see him on another squad. You got anyone? Well, is it- no, not really. Yeah. We kind of skimmed over Jackson, but is is a guy that I'd rather take a shot. All the Philly wide receivers, like that's the guy I would like to take a shot on. On Djax, yeah, yeah just stay healthy, do yeah. some damage. Jake, is there anyone else you got way deep? Uh, we talked about him last show, but Miles Boykin, Miles Boykin, Jalen Hurd is someone you brought up on last show too. Yeah, already those are some Trent Taylor. Trent Taylor, your guy. <laughs> I never the, Trent the, Taylor. The, the, Jimmy G's guy, man. Yeah, Ooh, Trent Taylor's like the rapport. poor man's Hunter Renfro. You could throw a yeah. dart on some threes like Josh Reynolds and. The new Muhammad Sanu with the hell, Russell Gage. You could do like come up some of those. Russell guys. Gage is actually pretty interesting because everyone just thinks that, you know, all those targets are going to go to Hurst. You got Matt Ryan on there talking about how he's the fastest tight end he's ever seen, like settle down, like all the hype. But there is a scenario here where Russell Gage could get a few targets out of the slot. In the gauge, in the cage with Russell Gage. I mean, it's still going to be a bad football team playing from behind a lot, throwing kinda, the ball a lot. Too. I kind of like Reynolds. Who did they, they draft, Jake? Who was the uh, receiver they drafted in round two? Who the Rams? The Rams. Van, Van uh, Jefferson. Yeah, Van Jefferson. Is he going to? Van do Jefferson. It? No, he's yeah, like he's competition for Josh Reynolds, but Josh Reynolds showed enough last year, and Van Jefferson's an answer outside. This kind of goes to like, I think they're looking at Robert Woods, Cooper Cut. Like this is a long term of something next year, or the year after that, that they're going to not be able to keep all three pieces that they have right now. So where do we think Reynolds lines up in the system? Because you spoke before about outside. Cooper Cup in the other shows that. If they do go play 12, which I think they'll scale back on this year after doing it towards the end of the season a little bit, uh, Cup was the one who was coming off the field. But if that's the case, does that mean Reynolds stays on the field? Yeah. All right. So in my bowl predictions, which are like, these are fun. <laughs> like these are like, you know, obviously 10, 20% chance of these happening. But I go back to that Co- Cooper Cup over the final five weeks dropped to 72, 28, 91, which is the big game, 61 and 61% of the snaps. Josh Reynolds hovered in the 30 to 45, 46% range. That's not overtaking the, the situation with Cooper Cup, but yeah, that one week he was at 28.6, it did. But he's in that range of like, that's a rookie towards the end of the year, starting to see more opportunities. Again, not saying he will definitively out snap Cup, but if you're putting Cup in the 70% range versus the 90% range, and Reynolds is in the 40 to 50% next year, Reynolds is worth taking a flyer on a Co- and Cooper Cup's overdrafted. And I think they're going to actually have a hard time running the football there. In LA. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to have trouble being nah. good. <laughs> 
It's crazy, right? I Cam mean, Akers. Too much disrespect. He had a terrible. No, I like Cam Akers. I think he's great, but I mean, Whitworth is a guy who struggled last year with injuries. I mean, he goes down. I think the line struggles and Goff is just he can't handle that pressure. I just oh man, they were two what two years away from you know getting Belichick they, they, in they the went, Super Bowl. They went all in and they ruined their cap and they Belich- didn't plan for the future. They planned to win and they they didn't win. Yeah. Now now <laughs> you're gonna be bad for a bit. Yeah. Rough. Anyway, that'll do it. Pat Mayo Experience. Jake Seeley, where yeah. – I mean, everyone can find you at All In and Kid on Twitter and at The Athletic, obviously. However, podcast, what do you got going on now? Oh, uh, yeah, it's been tough trying to get into the All In Sports podcast. I had D'Angelo Williams on. That was fun. That was good times. He talked about how miserable my dating life was. But, no, the podcast is over at The Athletic, too. That's the uh, the throwback that Chris used to be on. I, I miss Chris. I have heard of it. It's a good show. Nice intro. Good outro. You could, did you make those? <laughs> no, Jake did. Oh. No, I made them. I <laughs> made them, and I had to edit it. I had to do a whole new one and take Chris's name out, unfortunately. Yeah. Chris, media, fadethenoise.com. Fade the noise, new home. Um, yeah, I mean, just keep checking on Twitter. Lots of new things happening. At Chris Meany on Twitter, go check him out. You can follow me at the PME. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Rate and review the uh, Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Five stars. That would be nice. Also, smash the like for the episode and give me your guy. We rapid fire through like 20 of these names here. Maybe there's someone else we didn't mention. Which one of those guys is your last round pick at wide receiver? You tell me. That would be nice. Create the engagement. For the episode, you can go back and check out previous episodes for fantasy football in the description of this video and podcast, and even including my top 200 rankings, which should be out now on DKPlaybook.com. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.